0: Welcome to episode 20 of Color and Emotion. Speaking of 20, so the other day I turned 34. And while I don't like, I'm not having like a complex or crisis about it, but it did kind of like hit ever so slightly different because I was thinking about how 20 years ago I was 14 or 14 years ago I was already 20. That's wild. It actually doesn't feel as dramatic when I say it out loud as it did when I wrote it down. Anyways, the point is, I was asking the Lord how I could be as beautiful and radiant as possible in my aging process. (laughs) Um, And the answer that he gave me was to walk in love. And obviously, that is the best possible answer. And it was, I mean, it wasn't like a surprise. It was more like, oh, yeah, because it was something that I have not been super intentional about lately because I've been so focused on like my workout regimen and on learning new software so I can produce my own music and preparing for some studio time that I have booked in Nashville and basically just kind of like fixated on everything that I felt like I needed to fix about myself. And while it's great and healthy to be putting in the work and effort of cultivating my life, and I've shared on previous episodes about my developing relationship with effort, um, I realized that I've kind of been, like, super focused on my own self and <laughs> not, like, super present with other people. And part of that, too, is, like, when you feel like you're constantly in need of repair, then, for me, as a recovering perfectionist, it does, like, contribute to irritability because I feel like everything's imperfect, you know? I'm, like, more fixated on, like, trying to fix what's not perfect and so... I need to pivot my focus and attention on things that are going well and just being thankful and being thankful that I have the capacity, wherewithal, mental fortitude, amen, to actually be consistent with the things that I am cultivating. So in all of that, the Lord was reminding me that if I walk in love and in step with him, then it will make me lovely and I don't have to cling to my flowering youth here in my mid-30s, and I don't have to muster up radiance or spend all of my money on, like, the cleanest, least toxic cosmetic products that I can find because I will have beauty from the inside out. And so to anchor these thoughts in Scripture, the one that came to mind first is actually the pretty familiar, I guess, to some people who are, you know, like to spend time in their Bible, and it's 1 Peter 3, and it was actually recently in my reading plan anyway, because I do a reading plan with Legacy Church in Colorado where Monday through Friday, there's one chapter out of the New Testament every day, every like weekday. And if you do that, then you read through the whole New Testament in a year. So recently we were in 1 Peter, and 1 um, Peter 3 says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. And that, that was a New King James Version. The ESV Version says imperishable beauty. And that, I always love the thought of like imperishable beauty, because I feel like that's what we were all made for. We we're made for imperishable beauty. We were made to be imperishable beauty. Like another thought I've been having lately that I just like from time to time, I just kind of like chew on it, is like, everything is supposed to be holy, and we've never been in an environment where everything is like pure and pristine and good. you know what I mean? Like, can you even imagine that's going to be so lit? Anyway, the second passage that I was thinking about with regard to this is um, in the ESV, I mean not ESV, but English well, it might say it. In, I have my new living, wow, get it together, Bex. I have in front of me, new King James. And in the new King James, the heading at the beginning of chapter five is walk in love. And then it says walk in light, and then it says walk in wisdom. So I wanted to just share a couple of verses that have come to mind as I've been processing this idea of like walking in love and step with the Lord and that being the thing that makes me beautiful. And so in chapter five, it starts out by saying, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us in offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. And then down in 15, it says, see then that you walk circumspectly, which I always have loved the word circumspectly. I just feel like it's so intellectual, (laughs) smart, (laughs) See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in in the fear of God. And that is just like such, like if you think about people who live this way, like they're just so pleasant to be around, you know, and I want to be like that. I don't want to be constantly fixated on what's not right and what needs correction, which is my natural inclination just by personality and uh, nurture as well. But like just, I mean, even like verse 20, it says like giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, like to be somebody who's filled with the spirit and thankful. And the other thing that I was thinking too, that's cool about this verse, um, and it's also echoed in Colossians, which is like one of my favorite epistles. I mean, there's only a few, but, <laughs> but Colossians is like one of my, like if I could only for whatever reason, like if there was some kind of. I don't know, persecution and we couldn't have Bibles. Like, I would scribble Colossians onto some kind of napkin or something. Like, I would just read that over and over and over and over and over again. But anyway, it says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And I was thinking about that because recently I became friends with somebody on Instagram And it's just been, like, so fun to share music with them because they have the same taste in music that I do and they seem equally as excited about, like, sharing songs they like. And it's just so fun to, like, have my life expanded and edified in that way of, like... Because, I don't know, like, I I tend to be anti-algorithm. Like, (laughs) I feel like the algorithm is the worst. And I feel like the more you kind of just consume in the way that we are uh, sort of, like, herded and... And primed to consume, then you can miss out on some things because they aren't what the computer thinks you will like. But when you like connect with an actual human person, then there's this like glorious and beautiful kind of like human Pandora thing where it's like, oh, you might like this because it has these same elements of this other thing that you like. So anyway, all of that corresponds beautifully with what I had originally had in mind to share for this episode, and I actually recorded the episode like last week. And I never uploaded it because it was a poor take, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about restored confidence and the goodness and glory and beauty of God and how confidence in God's love and his particular goodness towards me produces the fruit of joy. And I was initially thinking about this in terms of the book of Philippians, because um, if you are somebody who has spent a lot of time in Christian spaces in like Reformed or Southern Baptist traditions, then when you get to the book of Philippians, the usual go-to motif is going to be about joy. But I was reading through it um, just on my own time a couple years ago. And I realized that as much as the theme of Philippians is joy, it's also confidence. Because that's what's fueling the joy that Paul has. For context, he's writing this epistle, this letter to the church of uh, Philippi from jail. And he's telling them over and over again in this letter, like, be joyful. Like, rejoice in the Lord always. Like, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of if you're on the struggle bus and, like, you know having a broke moment or whatever else, like just rejoice in the Lord, you know? And um, like, even as early as the first few sentences of this letter, you can see that like what is fueling the thankfulness and the joy is confidence. So I was just going to read Philippians one verse six. Again, what the Bible have right now is new, new King James says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I feel like when you are in a situation that kind of wumps, just having a very distilled foundational truth to meditate on can do wonders for your psyche and your attitude and it really will like bring you to this place of worship and perspective. And like I was reading this um book by Mike Bickle called Seven Longings of the Human Heart. Y'all, it's so good. And in it, he's telling this story about this guy who, um, let me see if I can find it, because I have it on my iPad. This guy who was like a famous football player or something like that, and he gets um, uh, paralyzed. And unfortunately, he like stays paralyzed. And he was talking about how the the guy got interviewed by like ABC or I don't know. They were having some kind of special. This is like in the 90s. And they were asking him like, wow, you must have really strong faith to be like, okay, even though you're clearly paralyzed and used to be a football star. And the thing that I thought was so good was that um, the way that it gets phrased in this book. So it's chapter four. I think it's called The Longing for Beauty. And he says, <clears throat> Dennis was not minimizing his misfortune. He was placing it in the context of eternity. And I feel like that is just so, like such a good way to say what is the healthy response to misfortune and to trials. And that brings me to the next scripture that I want to share, which is in Romans chapter five, um, from verse one to five, it says, Well, in the heading of this Bible, it says, faith triumphs in trouble. And so the verses read, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom... Also, we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the holy spirit who is given to us. And again, it's not that you're like, "Yay, I'm paralyzed," but you're like, you're you're contextualizing that trial into eternity and having confident hope that like it's not going to be that way forever, you know? And that is just it really is, just changes everything. And, um, I mentioned before on my podcast, and if you know me in real life, well, actually I haven't really talked about it much in real life. I don't like to hash and rehash. Like I'm not a hash and rehasher. Sometimes I feel like I am when I'm like trying to explain how I came to an experience with the Lord or a conclusion about something. But <clears throat> generally speaking, I don't like to be negative. So I don't always share like some of the things that i would be going through. However, I have mentioned on this podcast several times, just coming out of a rough season. And, um, one of the mercies that I'm grateful for is how the Lord has restored my awe and reverence and confidence in him, because like what I've been sharing, like that leads to joy. And so, um, one of the, one of my favorite passages in scripture, I just love the whole Bible. Obviously every time I read something like this is my favorite thing ever, but it is especially Hebrews. So in Hebrews 10, I'm going to start in verse 34. It says, for you had compassion on me in my chains um i think i don't remember who's writing the hebrews it could be let's see it doesn't say it could be paul it could be peter who knows um it could be somebody else altogether for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods that makes me think it's probably paul um, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Let me read that again. For you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which is great reward for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive The promise. So, again, even in this, it's like, where is this um, joyful acceptance of a trial coming from? It's coming from confidence that there's reward in heaven for endurance. And um, so, when I was kind of like going through the past couple years, um, it got to a point, and it wasn't even like that long ago that I was still kind of dealing with a lot, but it got to a point where, like, I, okay. So basically I'm trying to figure out how to, to, to make this make sense. One of the interesting things about this season is that the Lord has been requiring me to experience and express the full range of my emotions. So that's where like the intensity of my wrestling has come from because my natural inclination before was always to kind of just like disregard my emotions because I was raised in an environment in which they did not get to have a vote (laughs) you know what i mean it's like oh okay well that doesn't really matter how you feel like this is what's happening and get it together you know so that's kind of how i talked to myself it's how i navigated my own life and then the lord was kind of like that's not good enough for me like i want your whole heart also you're an artist so you kind of need your emotions (laughs) so let's introduce yourself to them um So I was kind of like in my feelings about specifically the outcomes and timing of my life. But with that being said, it is still very true that you have to take your thoughts captive. Your emotions do not get to drive. And so I was kind of like telling my soul to get its heart together, you know, but I was wanting to like process that with the Lord and be honest. So I was like, it felt very dramatic because again, I'm not like a huge emotion person. Like I tend towards ration. And logic, you know, reason. So I sometimes do like reason myself into the truth. But um, in this particular instance, I was like, I want to be honest about what I'm feeling and find something that feels true to cling to that is true to cling to. That's truer than how I feel right now. So the thing that came to my mind was that the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as waters cover the sea. And that is in Habakkuk 2.14 in a section that is titled The Just Live By Faith. And um, I just, in that moment, I remember I was like, I absolutely believe that with my whole entire heart. Like, Regardless of whatever else happens or doesn't happen, whatever else that I desire that I get to experience or don't get to experience, like the deepest desire of my heart is to see the glory of the Lord fill the earth as waters cover the sea. Like I am so passionate about the glory of God and like as frustrated with him as I might be in this moment, as frustrated with my life as I might be in this moment, like That's what I most want is the glory of God in the world and in my life. And so the confidence that that is going to happen and that I will experience either as a witness in the great cloud or from the earth in the throes of endurance, like that was the way out of despair for me that day. And it was also just like the way out in general because I feel like a lot of times our mindset and our insides have to change before our circumstances do. And so I could tell like as I was battling my thoughts and my emotions and like <clears throat> you know navigating that huge slab out in the cold ocean. <laughs> I was like this is the way out, you know, and I and I could tell that like my decision to take my thoughts and emotions captive that day was super significant. So Along those lines of, like, learning to recognize and acknowledge and navigate my emotions, I'm learning to identify different symptoms of emotional malnourishment in my life because that is part of the role that emotions play is, like, to help you be aware of where you're at and how you're doing. And I like to use the term emotional malnourishment because I feel like it's more apt an experience for, for me. And I don't ever want to fall into victimhood or like completely disregarding and forgetting and being unthankful for people who have done their best to love me well in life. And the thing about malnourishment is that you can still be eating, right? But for whatever reason, you're not absorbing the nutrients that are there, or you're not being provided with the specific nutrients that you need in that particular season of your life. And I have like a whole other episode where I kind of talk about what I feel like is, an epidemic of emotional malnourishment among my generation. So I think it's like maybe episode three or something like that. If you're interested, you can listen to more about like why I use the term in that way. But anyway, the point is similar to like recognizing a lack of humor as pride because I am taking myself too seriously most of the time when I lack humor in my life and when I'm not playful, it's usually because I'm like being prideful instead. (laughs) It's like kind of what I've realized are my two kind of... I don't know. It's like I'm either being in a mood where I'm willing to be playful or I'm being prideful and not wanting to let things be light, you know? So the other thing that I'm learning to recognize is pettiness as another symptom of that. And because I'm a fan of rhetorical devices, such as alliteration, I was asking the Lord for like another catchy phrase to kind of tuck away for when I need to resist the temptation to be petty. And the thought that came to me was, don't be petty, be perfected, as in perfected in the love of God, which comes from 1 John 4, verse 17 through 19. So I'm going to read that for you guys now. Um, actually, I'm going to read verse 4 first, which says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater Than he who is in the world. I just love that verse, and I feel like I wanted to read it. So anyway, verse 17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has been made has not been made perfect in love we love him because he first loves us. So again, he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loves us. And so basically, um, I tend to forget (laughs) that my default factory settings are actually not the most pleasant. Like before I got saved, like I always knew the presence of God and experienced him. And I always believed, like, I never have been like, I wonder if God's real. Like I always just knew, like, of course he is, you know, he, I've, I know him. But I didn't always know the gospel. And there was a great deal of my life where I was self-righteous and relying on my own effort to be in God's good graces rather than just putting my faith and trust in the work of Jesus. And so But the longer I walk with him, the more conformed to the image of Christ I become. Sometimes it's easy for me to forget that I'm not just like this. You know what I mean? Like, apart from Christ, like, I literally can do nothing. Like, I can't even have a good attitude, you know? So rather than try to muster up radiance and loveliness, I must abide in the word and in the presence and in the friendship and glory of God so that he who is in me can be greater than he that's in the world and greater than the pressure of the world to be conformed to the world through pettiness and so to kind of connect all the dots here like every time that I choose to be perfected in the love of God rather than be petty I am getting to participate in the promise of Habakkuk 2 14 and I get to be a vessel through which God pours the knowledge or experience of his glory into the world because like what it's saying in this verse like <clears throat> if you're afraid of anything, like, because the other thing I was thinking about pettiness was like, what fuels that, right? Because I feel like we've gotten to a place in our culture where like, pettiness has replaced honor as like one of the highest cultural values that we have, like rather than be honorable (laughs) with one another and like, choose the higher road. It's like, no, I'm gonna clap back. I'm gonna be witty. I'm gonna have a tweet. I'm gonna go viral. And it's like, what fuels that? And I feel like, It's because we walk around with these accumulated feelings of loss, whether it's something as simple as, or as like meta, like what is it? Meta, is that the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. I mean, like macro, I think that's where I'm thinking of something like, okay, inflation. And like, I can't actually fill up my gas tank for $20 anymore. So that kind of sucks. And you like carry around these little things and like a pothole in the road or like the barista got your order wrong or whatever it is. It can feel like, like you're just a loser. Right. But we don't think of it that way because who wants to think of themselves as a loser? And like, you kind of forget because so many people are distracted and like constantly overstimulating themselves that we're not processing the information of what we actually experience. So we might not recognize that like, oh, the reason I'm agitated is because this person didn't text me back or because like I got overcharged for this item that I thought was on sale or like whatever the thing is. Um, And so when it can feel like a quick win when we're petty, right? But in order to be perfected in love instead, we have to put our confidence in the goodness and glory and beauty of God to be bigger than and overwhelm the unloveliness of life that we experience every day. So in conclusion, (laughs) I just wanted to share one more verse that is an example of jesus being this for us and like one of the i I think i said this before in a different episode but like the older i get and the longer i work walk with the lord like i just am increasingly in awe of jesus's humility that he just like died to himself every single day (laughs) before he actually died on the cross like because that that's deep y'all like for real for real his humility, just the endlessness of Jesus' humility is awe-inspiring to me. And that awe is so valuable because it really does give you fear of the Lord and reverence and confidence. And again, that confidence is like a rootedness that produces the fruit of joy and peace and beauty and goodness and all the lovely, glorious things that make us radiant over the goodness of God. So <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23 says... Um, actually, I'm going to go a little bit higher for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges justly. So that is my encouragement to you all today for this week, for the holiday season, right? Like if you, (laughs) if that's a thing for you, like just be mindful of the endless humility of Jesus and just embody that and think of it as planting seeds of the kingdom in your family, in the line at the store, in your Zoom meetings at work or whatever else it is. Like just be perfected in the love of Christ and live an elevated life don't allow yourself to be dragged down into the pettiness of this world that's gonna do it for episode 20 you guys take heart and i'll be back to chat to you soon okay bye